Amen. And so we, we're getting ready to, we're on a downward uh, decline. Amen. I don't know about you, but I'm kind of ready to end this series, but I have to be obedient to what the Lord has, 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 has said. And um, I believe that having the foundation of our understanding of what it means to have real life in Christ sets precedent in regards to furthering the ministry. Amen. Amen. Because if it's not built on Jesus, amen, his life. The songwriter said, my hope is built on nothing less but Jesus' blood and his righteousness. And he said, I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean unto Jesus' name. He is the solid rock I stand. Because all other ground is like sinking sand. And I believe that we are built upon Right. Death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus in his right. life. Matthew chapter 5, verse number 14 through 16. It reads, let your light. He said, ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel. But on a candlestick and it give it light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Verse 16 says, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Amen. With your prayers. Amen. I want to talk from the sermon subject. Is your light on? Is your light on? My brothers and sisters, I, I have to just testify that uh, I, haven't, I haven't just been the perfect husband. Amen. Uh, when we when my wife moved into the house that we're, we're staying in at this time, uh, the lights on the front porch, uh, they, they turned on for a while, and then they ended up going out. My wife had, had asked me to change the lights on the front porch, and it's been, what, three years later? <laughs> and I still hasn't haven't changed the light on the front porch. And you might say, well, why don't you change the light? Why are you not in a hurry to change? Because we, we actually park in the back in the garage and, you know, uh, when, when nighttime, we usually don't have a lot of guests when it's night. And so I, I, I use that as an excuse not to get that done. But in, 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 in actuality, I haven't, I haven't, I tried taking the, the bug was trying to unloosen the little lamp that the light is in and for some reason I, I, I can't get it off and so I said you know what I'm just going to leave it like it is <laughs> we park in the back and you know somebody come we, we, we know how to escort them in <laughs> and so the reason uh, basically it has not been changed yeah. and so for, for three years we have uh, well, I think about two years we haven't had a light to turn on on our front porch. Uh-huh. 
My wife ordered a pizza on this week, um, and it was difficult for the pizza uh, driver, the young lady that delivered the pizza, to see or find our house because our light was not on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can I say that one more time? Yeah. She had ordered a pizza. We was expecting food, but the lady said it, it was kind of difficult for her to find the house because we didn't have a light on. And that light uh, kind of gave an opportunity for her to see the address to give her direction if if she need to pass this house or if she need to go to this house. And all I'm saying, my brothers and sisters, is that we need to have our light on. Amen? Because people are looking at us. People are wanting to see what Christ looked like. And Christ is not here. Amen. He's, he's up there and he has given us his spirit. Amen. And because we have his spirit, we ought to let our light so shine. That men might see our good works and glorify our God which is in heaven. As we look at this text, as I try to attack this text on today, Jesus is it's given the Sermon on the Mount. We have discussed this for the last two weeks that Jesus, after he'd been tempted, after he had called his disciples, he went up to the mountain, sat his disciples down, began to minister to them, give this long sermon that, that reaches from chapter 5 to chapter 7. And he moves from the Beatitudes and then now he's moving to uh, just some similitudes that the believers must have and must, must possess. And he gives them... Uh, they're, they're saying that ye are the salt of the earth. Yeah. We know that salt of preservative. Salt yeah. helps yeah. to kind of help yes, uh, also to uh, set presidents on meals to kind of yeah. give a little flavor. And then let me say this, that as believers, we ought to have some flavor. Amen. Yeah. That, 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 I mean, we ought to not be stale. We ought to not be bland. We ought to have some flavor. Amen. In our lives. I mean, what, what do you mean about flavor? There ought to be some excitement. There ought to be some. Uh, there ought to be some joy. There ought to be some peace. There ought to be some something that is attractive that will call people to want to put you in the midst or put you put you in their conversation or put you in their business. Amen. But not only does salt give flavor, but we ought to balance ourselves or balance the things that we use or our foods with salt. Yeah. Because how many know that too much salt will give you, amen, uh, high blood pressure, amen? Yeah, that's right. And so salt has to be balanced, amen? Yeah, yeah. Salt has to be balanced. Our lives ought to have balance. Yeah, yeah. We ought to not be so heavily minded that we're no earthly good, amen? Uh, uh. Amen. You, hey, you met some people like that, they're yeah, so yeah. heavily minded uh. that they're no earthly good. I mean, they, they all blessed and highly favored, amen? But they don't want to serve. They don't want to be a listener here. They don't want to, amen. They don't want to be little Jesus no. into the midst of someone else's struggle, amen. Yeah. In other words, they're so focused on themselves. They're not uh. focused on the next person. Yeah. Yeah. They're so heavenly minded that they're no earthly good, amen. Uh -huh. But also salt helps regulate and it also irritates. Things, amen. Because if you put salt on the wound, on the wound, amen, it will begin to irritate the wound. What I'm trying to say is that as being the salt of the earth, we ought to not get so complacent amongst being common 
in the culture that we live in. Amen? In other words, people ought to see a difference in our life. There ought to be some type of standard. There ought to be some type of structure in our life that causes people to say, you know what? I can't bring that mess to them, amen, because it's something about them that doesn't line up with my life, amen, that causes me to kind of back up off of them, amen. In other words, when people see you, amen, they ought to not just bring a whole bunch of mess to you, amen, because first of all, you got God inside of you, and you ain't trying to indulge yourself in a lot of mess, in a lot of garbage, in a lot of worldliness, amen, because you are the light of the world, amen. You are the salt of the earth, amen? And our lives are to irritate people that are of the world. Not as if we are better than them, but because we have certain standards in our lives, amen? In other words, we don't, we don't, we we, we have the understanding that men are to marry women, amen? And we have to understand that women like men. And so they're not going to bring the worldly stuff to you because they know your standards, they know that's what right. you believe in, they know right. that you have a yeah. way that's yeah. not seemingly what right unto man, yeah. but you're living a way that is pleasing unto God. That's right, that's right. God has called us to be the salt of the earth, but also He says, You are the light of the world. Uh-huh. A city that is set upon a hill cannot be hid. In this day and time, in Palestine times, there were some cities that was placed upon a hill, they built cities. On the hill, it's like I don't know. Uh, when, when I went to California, I, I realized that California is a little bit different from Dallas, amen. Because Dallas, we 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 have we have homes that are on flat land in rural areas and in, in, in on countryside, but in California, they have houses in the mountains, amen. <laughs> My uncle he stays in the mountains. I'm like, man, you got a house in the mountains, amen. It's it's far away from everybody in the city. But they have houses on the mountain. And so the Holy Spirit revealed to me that there are some cities, even in the Bible times, that are placed or that was built on the side of hills. Amen. And what Jesus was saying that sometimes when when your when your house is placed on a hill, it gives people an opportunity to see what's going on on the hill. In other words, your life is visible. Your life out to be a representation of Jesus Christ. Amen. And I know you might be saying that, well, ain't nobody looking at me. Amen. I don't have it all together. But guess what? Somebody is looking at you. Somebody is watching you. Somebody is observing your lifestyle. They're observing the way you talk. They're observing the way you walk. They're observing the way you live. And they might not say anything, but they're watching. And Jesus said that you are the light of the world. When we are obedient to God's word, amen, we become a reflector of Jesus Christ. That's right. That's why God said that in the word, amen, in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and 20, Paul said that we are ambassadors of Christ. Wherever you are in life, amen, you have to understand that you are an ambassador of Christ. Right. On your job, you are an ambassador. In your home, you are an ambassador. In your communities, you are an ambassador yeah. for Christ. Yeah. Well, you might ask the question, what is an ambassador? An ambassador is someone that represents a state or international organization as a resident representative of some other government. That's right. In other words, because we are citizens yeah. of the kingdom of God yeah. and we still live here on earth, we don't operate off the worldly principles. We operate right. off the word 
of God. Amen. And because we operate off the word of God, amen, there is a difference in the way we ought to live. Amen. And people will take observation because on the way that you live and because we are ambassadors of Christ, we are reflecting God's glory. But not only he moves for they're saying that you are a city that is set on a hill that cannot be hid. You cannot hide what God has done for you. I, I mean, I can testify that there, there are some things that God has done in my life that I can't help it but tell somebody that what God has done in my life. And you ought to have the same testimony as well. That what God has done in your life, you got you to gotta have the can't help this, amen? In other words, I can't help it because God has healed my body. I can't help it because God has paid my bills. I can't help it because God has made a way out of no way. Is there anybody in the house on the day that has the can't help this? I mean, everywhere you go, you can't help but tell the people about the struggle that God brought you through. Me and my wife, we went out, we went out to Chili's last night. I, we had a long day. And I wanted to commune and fellowship with my family. I told my wife, I said, come on, baby. She was tired, ready to get in the bed, get ready for church. I said, baby, come on. We better go, we better go get something to eat. Yeah. Went to Chili's and ate real good. I ate off the kids' menu, amen. <laughs> amen. When you got a big family, you got to conserve, amen. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> so I ate off the kids' menu. Right. got full, amen. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And so after we ate, we fellowship, had a good time. Uh, it was time for us to leave. And this young lady came to my wife and the lady said, who does your lashes? And that sparked up a conversation. My wife began to talk to her and said, yeah, you know, I do lashes. And the girl said she was getting ready to do a nonprofit organization. And my wife, she kept talking. And I think she'd get this from me uh, because y'all know when you get a preacher, my preacher can talk. But she's been hanging around me so much that she yeah. just started to put on those characteristics, amen. Yeah. And she got to talking. And so uh, I was like, I, wasn't, I didn't bother nothing like that. I was like letting her do a thing. But when she came out, out the shop, out the, uh, the restaurant, she was like, baby, I was sitting there just telling my testimony to the young lady. And I, man, uh, she said, I'm sorry for being so long. And, and I was like, baby, you all right? You good? You good? But she can't, she had to can't help us, amen. That's right. She, she, she couldn't hold back on what God had done in her life. She couldn't hold back the struggles that she had overcome. She couldn't hold back the obstacles that she had to endure. And we ought to have the same mindset that when God brings us out of something, amen. When God brings us through something, or when God is in the midst of something that we have to endure, that we ought to have that can't help us, amen. In other words, everywhere I go, I got to tell somebody about Jesus and how he's making ways out of nowhere, how he is bringing me through and how he is opening doors in my life. Is there anybody that got that can't help it? But not only does he say, he moves to saying that you are the, a city that's on a hill, but it cannot be hid. But also he says in verse 15, he said, neither do men light a candle and put it under the bushel. But on a candlestick that it might give it light unto all that are in the house. He says that you this this candle, he says you don't you don't put nothing to cover the light, amen. That that, that would defeat the purpose of having a light. And, and, and in the Bible times the, the light, the, the little uh lamp that they used was was similar to this at the top. It was made out of pottery. And what they would put, they would put olive oil inside the, the lamp. 
and the lamp would have a little wick stick. Amen. They would light the sticks and it would be connected to the oil. Amen. And because of the oil, it gave light. And so what they did was put this in, in the home because they didn't have, you know, the lights we have, you know, you can just cut it off. They just had like these little candles. Yeah. And so they would put it in the center of the house to give light to the whole house. And what he was saying, he said, it's so, it, it don't make any sense to have a light and put a covering over it because it would not give light to the whole house. In other words, there would still be darkness in the house if you cover the light, if you cover the lamp. Yeah. He said, so the lamp gives exposure, uh -huh. amen, and gives radiance to be able to see what's in the house. Uh -huh. What I'm trying to say is that not only should we light our lamps and keep it in the center of the house, but people are observing us in the house, amen? Uh -huh. In other words, you might have some dark people that are in your house. Yeah. And I know you got kids, I know you got family, amen? But everybody, you have to understand, everybody ain't saved, amen? Yeah. And people are watching you, amen? And you gotta not cover up what God has exposed, amen? In other words, your life ought to be a testimony, amen? So it might draw people unto Christ, amen? But what I like about a camp or a, a, a lamp was that a lamp has a wick. Yeah. If you was just to take a lamp and try to light the oil, it wouldn't light. Yeah. And so you had to have this wick stick that would hang up this, this yeah. lamp for it to light. Yeah. In other words, in believers' lives, we ought to have something on the inside. Amen. Right. Right. Amen. You can't be a light unless you have Christ on the inside. That's right. Now I know you might be going around doing the good things and doing great things and people might recognize you and say, man, you, you're doing good for the community. But if you ain't got God on the inside, yeah. amen, it's good for nothing. Because the So the, the saying is said is like this, that only what you do for Christ will last. Amen. I know Uncle Riffy does a lot of good things. Give cars and give out to lots of lots of people, and that's good. We ought to, we ought to, you know, she she's good for that. But if Oprah do not accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, Say Say she's gonna bust hell wide open. Yes, she is. And the only way that she can be a full light uh -huh. is that she must have Christ on the inside of her that's life. Brothers and sisters, we gotta have Christ on the inside that of our is. life, amen. For us to reflect the glory of God, amen. But he says you don't put a candle and try to hide it, but you ought to let it be let it be shown to the world. Amen. That's right. God doesn't want in the cause in believers. Amen. Yeah. We ought to not be stingy believers. Amen. But we ought to share what God has done for us in our yeah. lives. Yeah. Time out for Christians that's trying to hide their Christianity. But we ought to we ought to not we ought to not be private saints. Uh -oh. Amen. But we ought to be public saints. Yeah. Not in the sense that we ought to walk around with a big old Bible. Amen. Or a big old cross around our neck. Yeah. Or get our arms tatted with Jesus Christ and Scripture all on our arms and stuff like that or have t-shirts that says I am a believer but our lifestyle ought to reflect that we are believers amen See. Bible says not only just be hearers of the word but be ye doers of his word but he's looking for these type of men he said these are these are the type of men that you are you are the light of the world amen but also look at verse 16 he says let your light so shine before men that they might see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Yeah. People are watching us and the good things that we are doing 
Amen. They are giving glory unto God. That means we ought to be doing something. Amen. We ought to be serving the Lord. Amen. We ought to not get so complacent in our in our service that we forget about who we doing it for. Because sometimes we, we forget about it and thinking we're doing it for us or we're doing it for others, amen. But we ought to understand that whatever we do, we ought to do it unto the Lord because the Lord is watching everything that we do. But how do I turn my light on? That's the question that you're asking me on today. How do I turn my light on? And I want to give you three things that's going to help us out to understand how we can be better lights in our community. The first thing we must understand, I said, is that we must possess the light. Uh-huh. We must possess the light. Jesus said it like this in John chapter 12 and 46. He says, I have come, a, I have become a light into the world, and whosoever believeth in me uh-huh. should not abide in darkness. That's right. In other words, when you possess Jesus Christ, amen, as your Lord and Savior, and you are walking in the Spirit, amen, you, not, no, you will not walk in darkness. Because you cannot walk in darkness. That's right. Because Jesus is the light, and whatever yeah. light is, it will dispel yeah. any darkness. Yeah. Yeah. So the first thing we must understand is that if we're going to turn or if we're going to reflect Christ, we must possess the light. These disciples, they had possessed the light because Jesus had called them. Amen. Uh-huh. He had called them. These disciples had made a decision to walk with Jesus. Uh-huh. To allow him to be their Lord. Amen. And if you're a child, if you ain't a child of God on today, if you don't know what it means to be saved, the Bible says that you must confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ died and that he was risen from the grave. And the Bible says that thou shalt be saved. In other words, there are no other requirements other than you just believe in your mouth, confess with your mouth and believe in your heart. And I don't know about you, but I have made a confession and I believe in my heart that Jesus Christ that he lived, that he died, and that he lives again. Uh-huh. Because I have him in my heart, I possess the light. And so wherever I go, I carry Jesus with me. Amen. Wherever you go, you carry Jesus with you. But not only do we see that in order to reflect Christ, not only should we possess the light, but also we must spend time in the presence of the light. These disciples, they are on the Remember, they are on the, the mountain and Jesus has set them down. And, birth, and, and look at the beginning of church, chapter 5. They are on the mountain. Uh-huh. Jesus has set them down and he's teaching them the word of God. In order for us to reflect Christ, not only should we possess the light, but also we must spend time in the presence of the light. Amen. These disciples sat at the feet of Jesus. They, they heard the teachings of Jesus. The Bible says in Psalms 119 and 105, it says, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. In other words, we have to, we have to spend time in the presence of God. How do we spend time in the presence of God? Well, we do it in our devotional time where we spend Intimate time, one-on-one with God. Amen. Uh, 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 and every believer ought to have a devotional time. Amen. Right, because right. that's when you get your spiritual encouragement. Amen. Yeah. That's when God speaks directly yeah. to you. Yeah. Every believer ought to have a devotional time. Amen. Yeah. Whether it be 10 minutes, 30 minutes, or maybe yeah. 5 minutes. Uh-huh. But we ought to commit some time to study 
and meditating on God's only word. Yeah. But not only do we spend time in the presence of God, not only in our intimate time with him in our devotional time, but also by coming to Bible study and, and coming to Sunday school. Uh-huh. Where we are being taught the word of God. That's right, that's right. That's and right. on this Sunday school, this Sunday school hour this morning, we had a rich word. Yes, we did. That God has not forgot about us and how God instituted marriage. Amen. So we can understand how God has done things in our lives and how we ought to live our lives. We have to spend time in the presence of the light. God has given us all opportunities for us to spend time in the presence of the light. And we have to avail ourselves. Amen. In other words, we can't be too busy for God. Amen. Shame on the Christian that's too busy for God. Because if we if we was to call on God, God would always answer. God would always be there. God may not say yes, and God may say wait. And sometimes God says no, but God hears our prayer. Because the Bible says the every prayer of the righteous availeth much. God hears our prayers. And every time we call God, God doesn't void our calls, but God will answer our call. We ought to not be too busy for God, amen? We ought to spend time with God. We ought to spend intimate time with yeah, him. Yeah. That's what Jesus did. Jesus stepped away into the mountains to pray because he said he wanted to be one with God. Amen. Uh, yeah. Now be our desire to be intimate with him. That is my desire and my prayer is that I will be intimate with God because when I'm intimate with God, I know God's likes and I know God's dislike. And because I love God and because God loves me, I don't want to do anything that causes him to be mad. But we must spend time in the presence of the light. In order for us to reflect Christ, not only should we possess the light, not only should we spend time in the presence of the light, but last but not least, we must present the light. Yeah, you might possess the light. Yes, you might spend time in the presence of the light. But if you don't turn the light on, if you don't present the light, it's good for nothing. In other words, we present the light by walking according to God's word. First John 1 and 7 says, but ye walk in the light as he is in the light. We have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. God's desire is for us to walk the word of God. Uh Not walking according to the world, but walking according to the word of God in which he has given unto us in our lives. That's how we present the light. Uh-huh. That's how we reflect Christ. That's how we bring glory unto God when we are obedient to God's holy word. Yeah. And I don't know yeah. about you, my brothers and sisters. I have made up my mind that I want to be obedient to God's holy word. Uh-huh. And I know I don't cross air all my T's and I don't know all of my eyes, but I have a conscientious desire to obey God's holy word. Yeah. I'm going to my seat, my brothers and sisters. But I must let you know that we must turn on our lights. Uh-huh. Everywhere we go, we ought to turn on our lights. And just like my kids do, we ought to leave on the lights. <laughs> because when I go home at times, and when it's time to go to bed, it seems like my children just leave on their lights. 
And I had to go in their room yeah. and turn off their light. Yeah. But the Holy Spirit convicted me and told me that that's how we ought to be as believers. We ought to that's turn right. on our light. That's right. That's right. Don't just turn your light on when you come to church. Yeah. But when you leave the church, you ought to turn on your light. Yeah. Matter of fact, your light ought to stay on as you come to church and as you leave church. Yeah. Your light ought to stay on. Yeah. Your bill for your light bill in life ought to be real high. Yeah. Because you have left your light on. Yeah. But as I go to my seat, there's a story uh, about a preacher in Dallas by the name of Dr. Kerry Wesley. Uh-huh. Dr. Kerry Wesley had his sons and their cousins to spend over not spend the night over their house. Yeah, one weekend, and they was playing basketball at night. Uh-huh. And they couldn't see the rim because at nighttime you can't see anything because it's dark. And so on the next night, Pastor Wesley ended up buying his sons and their cousins a glow-in-the-dark net. And as he bought them the glow-in-the-dark net, they began to get excited. They began to take the net about the package and put it up on the rim. And so when that nighttime came, they began to go outside when it was dark. But they didn't see any illumination around the rim. And them young boys got upset. They went to their father. They went to their uncle who was Pastor Wesley. And they said, you have bought us this glow-in-the-dark net, but this net does not work. And Pastor Wesley said, well, did you read the instructions? Uh Because if you had read the instructions, you will understand that in order for this net to glow in the dark, it had to spend some time in the presence of the sun. In other words, the net had to spend time in the presence of the S-U-N so that it can get its illumination so that when you put it in the dark, it will begin to reflect and glow in the dark. And the Holy Spirit showed me that as believers, in order for us to reflect in this dark world, we got to spend time in the presence of the S-O-N. We got to spend time in the presence of God's holy word. And I wonder, is there anybody here that has a made up mind that you want to reflect the Lord? Is there anyone here in the house on today that want to reflect God's glory. But the only way you can reflect God's glory is that you spend time in the presence of the Son. Not the S-U-N, but the S-O-N. Well, who is the S-O-N? And his name is Jesus. He's Mary's baby. He's the lily of the valley. He's a great and bright and morning star. He came down. 42 generations uh, took our sins uh, all the way to Calvary's Hill. Uh, they nailed his hands uh, and they riveted his feet. Uh, they put a crown of thorns uh, and fleshed it upon his brow. Uh, he died uh, to the sin to the sun drift away. Uh, he died uh, to the earth built in rock like a drunken man. Uh, they buried him uh, in Joseph's new tomb. Uh, he stayed right there uh, all night Friday. Uh, he stayed right there uh, all day Saturday. Uh, and all day Saturday night uh, for early uh, 
Sunday morning, he got out the grave with all power in his hands. Is there anybody here that know my Jesus? Is there anybody here that know my Savior? Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Because he lives, I can reflect Christ uh, on my job. Uh, I can reflect Christ uh, in my community. Uh, I can reflect Christ uh, at the grocery store. Uh, is there anybody here uh, that has a made up mind uh, that for God I live uh, and for God I die? Uh, I'm going to reflect Christ. Uh, they may talk about you, uh, but just reflect Christ. Uh, they might laugh at you, uh, but you ought to reflect Christ. Uh, everything you do you ought to reflect Christ when I'm typing my papers I'm going to reflect Christ when I preach his word I'm going to reflect Christ when I serve I'm going to reflect Christ when I give I'm going to reflect Christ when I sing and no I don't make a good sound I'm going to reflect Christ because this joy that I have the world didn't give it and the world can't take it away. Is there anybody here that has a made up mind what can help you close this message and say, neighbor, I don't know about you, but everywhere I go, I'm going to tell folks about the light because I'm not the light, but I got to point to the light. He is Jesus. He is Jesus. He died for my sins. He died for your sins. And one day, he's coming back again. Is there anybody here that know he's coming back? I know you read this message Sunday after Sunday. But one day, he's going to roll back the time. One day, we're going to have to close the Bibles. One day, we're going to have to close the hymn books. We won't have to study war no more. Because every day will be like Sunday. Say yeah. Say yes. Yeah. Say yes. Yeah. Yeah. Say yes. Yeah. 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 Turn on the light. Is your light on? Yeah. Bible said that ye are the light of the world. Yeah. 